Welcome to our first episode of V Love Hub, a podcast about menopause or what to expect when you can no longer expect. I'm Judy DeMello. I'm Ann Katari. And I'm Sue Delara. That was me speaking to my mom, who, as I recall, never really told me much about menopause when I was younger. So I decided, let me call her up now and ask her a few things about how she handled it so maybe I could learn a thing or two. So let's listen to a bit more of my chat with my mom. Are you happy to be here? Well, I don't know why I agreed to this, but now that I did, so might as well go for it, right? When did you start to feel any symptoms, menopausal symptoms? I don't really, you know, it's, it's quite some time ago, but I just find the whole menopause thing to be a pain in the neck because of the heat fla- hot flashes. I still remember actually being at the German choir and suddenly having to run out of the room because I couldn't take it. It's just so overwhelming. And having ice packs on me at times, it just was awful. And do you still get them? No, I don't think so. Although sometimes I'm getting intensely warm, but I don't think that it, those are hot flashes any longer. You know, I'm 81 years old almost. So so that's a relief. But I do remember uh, the times when with these hot flashes that I actually would get up in the night and stand in the pool. I had at one time, uh, interestingly enough, at, at one time I had bought myself a futon for outside, so I would spend the nights outside uh, during those times because it was just so unbearable. But then the mosquitoes really got me as well, so <laughs> I had to make a choice. There. I remember those hot evenings also in LA, but not with hot flashes. <laughs> well, Mama, I so have enjoyed this. I don't think you and I have ever had too many conversations that are about this kind of a girly thing too much. Obviously, we've talked about, yeah, kids and pregnancies and having my girls, but this is kind of sweet. If you have a hankering to talk about something else, you can bring it up now or we can have another interview. I'd love to talk about scuba diving. Clearly, Sue, your mom would rather talk about anything but menopause. Yeah, like scuba diving. (laughs) You know, it's the same with my mom. She's um, from Thailand, so no one talked about women's issues there at all. Nothing. Nothing at all. So I didn't get any information from her either. And when I was going through perimenopause, menopause, she just figured I figured it out somehow, which is crazy. So yeah, 
not prepared. No, nope, neither was I. But luckily enough, we had each other because we started confiding in one another about the really mortifying things like vaginal dryness and leakage and oh, menopause bellies and all those awful things that happen. And we kind of formed a little support group. We did so much laughing through it. And we still are laughing. <laughs> yeah. And it felt great to talk about it openly and honestly. And then when one of us would say, you know, I'm having trouble with dryness down there, uh, we'd start researching solutions. Lube, sex toys. <laughs> I mean, menopause happens to all women. So why are we so embarrassed to talk about it? And that's exactly what we're going to do here on V Love Hub. We are the first ladies of Gen V, women in their menopausal prime who are ready to change the change. And that means, as Dr. Jen Gunter puts it, embracing a feminist menopause. Yep, the menopause conversation is going to get so loud. It has to. Look, it's reported that an estimated 6,000 US women reach menopause every day. That's over 2 million per year. We cannot stay silent about menopause. In fact, we have to make this conversation louder than ever and get everyone involved. Other women, our mothers, grandmothers, girls, boys, men, our life partners, bosses, everyone. But it won't be just us talking on the hub. No, we'll speak with some leading experts in the field. Doctors, therapists, authors, journalists, entrepreneurs who are developing lots of cool platforms and gadgets. And of course, sex toys. She likes her sex toys. <laughs> and we'll also speak with regular women who have been brave enough to share their stories with us. In fact, let's start there. Let's listen to a few women explain what menopause was like for them. I really truly feel that most women are prepared, overly prepared for becoming pregnant and what to experience during those nine months. I unfortunately feel like our community and doctors and just women in general do not prepare us uh, with their storytelling, et cetera, on perimenopause. So when I started to have my first symptoms and felt the hormonal shifts, I immediately called my OBGYN and gynecologist and, and made an appointment to discuss, you know, some of the uncomfortable things I was experiencing. My symptoms were the hot flashes, the extreme night sweats, difficulty sleeping, moodiness, concentration. And then unfortunately, one of the worst symptoms I actually had was I experienced um, some heavy and long periods every month until they subsided. But that was a very difficult stage as well, the intense bleeding. My body's really changed. And I remember like in Perry, a couple of, you know, a couple, not long ago, I was like, hmm, wow. I felt a little bit like I was a teenager again in terms of my hormones and having a pretty good sex drive at that point, up until that point. And my tits were like kind of firm and up there. And like, I was like, wow, I don't look bad for my age, you know? Suddenly I hit menopause, my boobs, feeling them in places I never felt them, like on my stomach. 
you know, and I'm like, okay. I hate to not wear a bra now. I feel them touching when I'm sitting down. I'm like, I got short waisted. No, my boobs dropped, you know? That's a bummer. So online, I realized there are bra brands out there. They're like, say goodbye to the underwire. And I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, hopefully I can find something that can pick the puppies up. And I've never breastfed, so... But you know, I've had me a rat. Ooh la la. You had asked about the beginning of menopause. So like I said, I didn't have any of those traditional things. You know, maybe I get hot at night. Like, but I wouldn't really call it night sweats. And so most of it was pretty minor until I banged up against this vaginal dryness thing. No pun intended, but the banging became quite difficult. (laughs) Yeah. And initially I thought, huh, maybe there's something wrong with me. It hurt so much. We were never using any kind of lubricant. Just wasn't part of our thing. This was really new, and I never, I never had any issues like that. No, no pain on intercourse, no nothing. And then all of a sudden, this. Then I started like serious googling, and at the same time, you know, and hard to say, like my libido was really taking a hit, and I don't know if that's because it hurts so much or both those things were happening at the same time, you know. They're like, Mom, do you have Tampax? I'm like, no, and I'm never buying Tampax again because that's over. But I will say that, you know, my body changed without question as far as, you know, gaining weight, muscle tone, and all of those kinds of things. I definitely have brain fog. I think I always have brain fog, but I'm foggier now than I was before. I never took any medication or anything like that. I think when you're at perimenopause and you know you're eventually going to menopause, I think emotionally as a woman, you have this feeling of, oh my God, I'm not young. I'm not going to be beautiful. I'm not going to be sexy. I'm not going to be attractive. You know, like it's, it, it can be emotionally a very hard hill to climb up. But I think that once you get there and you realize that those things really aren't true, that you can still feel beautiful and sexy. that became very clear very quickly while making this podcast and talking to so many different women is that no two women experience menopause in the same way. It's not like you can go to the doctor and say, hey doc, I'm suffering from uh, menopause and here she gives you a pill and shazam, you're cured. Well, you can do that for erectile dysfunction, but not for menopause. Okay, since we've been babbling on about being vocal about menopause, I think we need to talk the talk and um, start talking about our own experiences as well. Okay, you go first, Anne. You go first, Anne. (laughs) Fine. So mine is rather embarrassing. It's incontinence. And you guys wouldn't think of that as leakage and, and that's what it is. You have different types of incontinence, which I wasn't aware of as well. And mine happens to be urgency. It's not like I'm just leaking, like some women might sneeze and a bit of urine comes out. Mine was more like just all of a sudden I have to go. I would be walking to the bathroom and then 
all of a sudden I get there, I'm like, oh shit, it's gonna, it's gonna come out or something. And, um, and, you know, before I just thought it was psychological, like, oh, because, you know, I'm near the bathroom door, obviously, maybe I'm thinking that I have to go badly. So, um, but it's not that at all. And for me to come out and talk about it, it's like, you know, well, now I'm kind of used to it, because I've shared my story a few times with different people. But I always thought, I don't know, like in the past, when I was a celebrity in Thailand, I was like, okay, people are going to just do memes of me with like wet spots on my pants and stuff like that. I mean, this is this is what I have to worry about. But I don't really. (laughs) And you've gone from celebrity in Thailand, actually first runner up Miss Thailand to ambassador of incontinence. (laughs) Let's hear your story, Judy. Okay. So I'm a few years older than these two. And I, so I hit menopause a few years before they did. And I, so I really felt like I was in the dark when it happened because my mom had already died and I really wasn't speaking to anybody about it. I just thought, oh, it's it, I'm going through something. I'm not happy about it. And when I went for a checkup to my gynecologist, she did her blood work and said, okay, your hormones show that you're definitely in perimenopause, which I have to say at the time, I don't think I'd heard that word very often. But anyway, so there I was in perimenopause. And then she said, um, as she was poking around down there she said are you having a lot of sex these days and I said yes I am I'm I'm very sexually active and and she said good use it or lose it and I didn't really know what that meant at the time it means you go and have sex every day Judy yeah except in the context of have lots of sex and you won't suffer from vaginal dryness she didn't even say that it was like Things will stay healthy down there. And that is just absolutely not the case because it's all about a hormonal imbalance. It's your lack of estrogen that causes the the thinning of the vaginal tissue and lining. And and that's what causes dryness. Yes, it is. Having blood flowing in the area does help keep it moist and lubricated, but you're still going to suffer from dryness. I'm on this campaign for gynecologists to stop using that stupid euphemism because the penis is not going to keep us lubricated for the rest of our lives. We could be banging away for every day and it's not going to make a difference. We're still going to have vaginal dryness. So let's stop talking in these cliches. Like, Let gynecologists actually give us real information or lube or just hand out the lube as we walk in there, you know? (laughs) So anyway, that's my story, but I am now on treatments and, and have found solutions, which we will discuss in future episodes. And Sue? My story really is, I go back to my early forties, actually, when I was a mom with young children and my periods start to get very irregular and I always had regular and kind of light periods. And then there would be times where I didn't get my period for two months and then I would get it every two weeks. It was so heavy. It was embarrassing. Um, I had moments where I, I couldn't really function at work. I'd be running to the bathroom to change a tampon or I would sit there and go, oh my God, I'm hemorrhaging. What is coming out of me? I thought my insides were actually coming out and it was a shock. And that's when I started to ask a few questions like what's going on with me? 
I did speak to my gynecologist who then did tell me, oh, this is perimenopause. And I'm like, um, okay, so what do we do? And she had suggested using the IUD, the marina, which I had inserted, um, and it helps with the lining and you actually no longer get a period. So the transition is easier, smoother. The only thing I didn't realize when I did that, it lasts five years. And then going into my fifth year, I'm thinking, oh, am I, have I hit menopause? I haven't had a period in almost five years. So I actually just got it removed a couple months ago. Stay tuned. I can tell you in about nine months if I've officially hit menopause. That's my story. We really hope that by sharing these very real stories of this very natural life transition, you'll feel that we're all in this together. And of course, we're no experts. So that's why on our next episode, we'll actually hear from a leading expert in the field of menopause, health and wellness, because it's really important for women to go through menopause the same way we went through puberty and pregnancies with facts and knowledge. That's right. So on the next episode, I'll be speaking with Dr. Tara Allman, a board certified gynecologist in New York City and author of Menopause Confidential a book which honestly everyone should read. Tune in everyone because you are in for a treat. We'll leave you now with a snippet from a conversation I had with my 75 year old Thai mom about what menopause was like for her. A conversation we should have had 25 years ago. And what about dad, like with your mood swings? Did he notice any changes or did he say anything? I think so. Yeah, he, I think so. He know when mom quiet, then he know I'm be angry. He not come nearby, not argue because I will do something hurt. I throw dishes out, broke outside. I don't care. I have something in my hand, better stay away. Don't come near me, I tell him, because you might get hurt. So he know that. Anything else you threaten him with? Oh, big knife, honey. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, the one kitchen knife, chop, chop. That's a really sharp. Boy, he out of the backyard right away. He not stay in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Love Hub is written and produced by Judy DeMello, Ann Katari, and Sue Delara. Music by A Cloudy Sky, post-production assistant, Max Podcasting. Please subscribe to our show wherever you download your pods. And for more information, please visit our website, vlovehub.com. That's V-L-U-V-H-U-B.com. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. See you next week.